0: It. All right, we should go. All we right, got, ready? Yeah.
1: All right, I'm giving you a little mark. Thanks, pal. All right, and here, and three, two, one, action. Who are you
0: calling a little mark?
1: <laughs> I Hi. gave, I gave, I gave you a little mark. Hi. If I was, if I was editing this, I'd probably also change the subwoofer, the the lower third, too. My name's Mike. Uh, well, I know you. I thought this was Mike and Mark. Mike and Mark in the morning. Welcome to Mike and Mark in the morning,
0: Mike and the mad dog. uh, Uh, You got a sounder over there? Hey everybody, welcome (laughs) to the weekday. We're on episode, uh, welcome to Mike and Mark in the morning. uh, Is it Mark and Mike
2: or Mike and Mark?
0: I think Mike and Mark. Mike and Mark? uh, Mark and Mike. Mark and Mike sounds like. Mark
2: and Mike in the morning,
0: Mike and Mark in the morning. Mark and Mike sounds like a popcorn brand. Mark and Mike. Mark a and yeah, or like a like a va- a fairly stale sugary candy, like a Mike and oh. Ike, except a Mark and Mike. <laughs> Mark and Mike. Yeah, like they're just made stale. Yeah, well, I I honestly think well, that you Mike know, like, and Ike. Remember are like
2: sugar babies, Or sugar daddies,
0: sugar daddies, sugar daddies. Uh, that's sugar kind of are gross.
2: That's what it kind of feels like. Comment you know? below
0: if you like sugar daddies. Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, I do, but not like I think the sugar the candy. daddies, sugar. <laughs> Cut! I'm
0: going to roll it. We can't uh, do that. I'm here. editing this. We, podcast. Yeah, we can't do that here. Um, so, sugar daddies are for old people. The candy are for older people. <laughs> and I, uh, as they're we, like a
2: re, uh, Werthers.
0: reasons reasons Reasons. riesling is a wine (laughs) they're like rieslings what Uh, is happening i don't know we're off the rails this is why we
2: don't have an intro we know what we're talking about we don't really have an intro yeah two
0: things happened this morning number one i switched to from my normal two and a half cups of coffee to just one cup of coffee i did the opposite
2: i have have more coffee in my veins right now i
0: switched to tea in the morning so i have my normal cup of coffee in the morning and then i'll have like half of an energy drink before i work out and then
2: what is it what what's your energy drink what are we talking
0: about ghost energy drink it's what is delicious. what is ghost? Well, it's a, a apparition, a, an earthly yep. spirit. It's somebody that died. Yep. At, uh No, it's a it's In an a energy drink. It's, it's one of the only energy drinks that doesn't make me itch when I start to sweat. I do get that. Yeah. I understand that flushy face. The beta alanine. Mm. Uh, ghost does that, but the so when rush. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when I get here, usually I'm here before everybody, and so usually I make a cup of coffee out of the Keurig. But instead, I've started making tea. I hate Keurig. I know you do. Um, but it said I started making tea this morning. And so, tea has way less caffeine. It was almost imperceptible as to the amount of fatigue that I had. So, okay, there we go. Um, you, it sounds like you just had an IV drip, though. I, you walked into my office at 10 o'clock with yeah. a cup of coffee. Oh, man.
2: I, well, that, that was my first <laughs> one. But then my problem was I walked out there again and got a second one.
0: It's just so good.
2: Well, and like, I, I have come to enjoy coffee. Yeah, it's You delicious. know, like, I like... I don't like necessarily what it does. I just... I like coffee
0: um i found that it was giving my stomach like palpitations a little bit uh like too much caffeine before a certain time in the day like in that sort of like i wake up at five between the five and eight range too yeah. much coffee and caffeine and my stomach just does not play well the rest of the do you day. eat breakfast not until like nine o'clock
2: see i don't eat breakfast at all
0: i used to do that i used to do the intermittent fasting thing um and it i've made me angry
2: it's more of just like a laziness thing for me i don't want to make breakfast
0: that's a thing justin do you eat breakfast oh i gotta have breakfast really yeah oh yeah but justin your boy, to eat that. Your boy's even gotta if boy just breakfast. a piece of toast yeah and a pop tart hey uh before yeah. we before we get before we move into the thing actually i did have a question uh breakfast is for old people uh is that i've been question? i've been setting this up <laughs> yes what's the oldest person thing that you do in your life oh that's good
2: that is a good thing. <laughs> it's a great question.
0: Thank you. I can start if you yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, why don't you start bit. because
2: I, I do I probably have a few.
0: Do you? Yeah.
2: Cuz as I've been getting older, like there is uh-huh. a couple old person things I do. I notice
0: I'm I'm yeah. 39. I'll be 40 in a couple of months. Okay. Uh, so I'm like rounding the hill. I'm not over it yet, but I'm rounding the bend. Crusting. And uh, I do two things that yeah, I do two things that I would consider old. No, that's different. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's way different. Um uh, <laughs> The, the first one I do is I read a book before bed, which doesn't seem old, but a lot of people, that's like an old person thing. Like you read a book before bed. So I got my Kindle. I've got like a million books on there. Number one. But number two is anytime I go to sit down in a chair now lately, (laughs) I go, "Ah!" or anytime I get up out of bed or something, I go, "Ah!" and you can hear bones crackling and stuff. So that's about, that's two of the oldest person thing I do.
2: I Mm -hmm. just did mine. What? It was probably imperceptible to you which is the word of the podcast, imperceptible. So I have started to, when I sit down to eat dinner, I don't sit like this anymore. I don't sit with my arms at the table or anything. It's, I... Put my arm up. Oh, like you do this. that. I find myself
0: doing that when I'm recording podcasts. And then
2: that's, that's, I eat, I yeah. eat like this. Yes. And I don't know why, but I feel so old. Yeah. It's for those okay. listening on that. an audio
0: medium, he's got it crooked at like a yeah. 90 degree angle on, like, on his like, like upper thigh. i like
2: supporting with my left arm in the crook of his mm-hmm. thigh and hip. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But, and then, so I also do another thing. And I remember this very, very vividly uh, when we would go spend time at Grandma Grandpa Sanders' house. Uh, our grandparents were old. Um, but, are. like, it's not, like, old, and, and they're both gone now. So I can say all this with, you know, without impunity Relative here. stability, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but, like, you know, they were old people as in the sense that, like, they were, they didn't want to keep up with technology. I do feel like at some point, technology is just, like, you just understand I'm not doing this, you know? And then yeah, I from feel that like I'm, point
0: on... I feel like I'm never going to get there, though.
2: I, I get it, and that's a generational <laughs> thing. They were of the... Uh, Great Depression era, whatever, and it got to like it got to like VCRs, and that's it.
0: Yeah, the whatever, and they barely could use a VCR too. Yeah,
2: and so at that point, so whatever, they had a TV and a very small TV, and it was only an antenna. Like they had no cable or whatever. Remember that
0: remote had three buttons.
2: Yep, and it would make the
0: yep uh huh
2: that noise. Yep, but I remember. He had this chair Grandpa did Had this chair And it sat about Four feet away From the uh-huh. small TV uh-huh. And he would sit there With his legs crossed yep. And his arms crossed Like this Dude um, On the edge of his chair And like sort of Lean back Like that uh, And Just watch the Tigers game Or whatever Yep I have found myself Dude yes Watching <laughs> sports games Yes Anything on sports With my arms crossed Yes My legs crossed And sort of just like On the edge of the chair or Whatever <laughs> That's that feels like the oldest thing I do. Right One now. other
0: thing, Justin, before you answer, because you're the youngest out of this <laughs> bunch. Yesterday, as we were driving over to Melissa's house, who you know, our I sister have, Melissa, I we were aware. we went golfing yesterday for Memorial Day. And then we, uh, which was an interesting time in and of itself. And then we drove to go have this cookout over at Melissa's pool or just to have pizza and stuff out at the pool. And I was driving. It was myself and my wife in the car, in the two front seats. And then in the back of the Explorer were two of the three children, our two boys. And uh, as we're driving, I routinely find myself doing what dad used to do. And I don't mean to, but at stoplights, I fold my arms like this. Uh And I just, I'm, and and I'm not, I'm not angry. I just fold. And then I, and then something comforting. Yeah. It's just, that's where, that's where I live. And I, and then my wife was on her phone. And she was scrolling on her phone like this, and I looked over, and there was a BMW SUV next to us. That was my, yeah, sorry. With a me. guy who had a beard, who looked a, a little bit older than me, and his wife in the in the thing, and he it's was the sitting there yeah. in the exact same position <laughs> with his arms folded, and she was on her phone uh-huh. just the same way, and I busted out laughing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, man, this is the oldest person thing I can do today. <laughs> Justin, what about you? Before we wrap out of the intro it, here. It,
1: is reading license plates is that an old th- person thing? If you know, I would. I'm, yeah, I would, I'm not I, even. I, you're getting there. Yet.
2: No, you're getting there though, because yeah. things that you see on the road that you can comment on. Uh-huh. That's like a that's a primary old person characteristic. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's like gateway gateway old person. Yeah, thing.
1: I I like point out the the license plates. Like if I if I think that I've seen that person before. Yeah, I'll point that out. Or I, I like just pointing out like, do you think do you think that's uh that's a coincidence that there's a word in their license plate? Or yep. do you think that they actually did sure. that? No,
0: that's
2: but, I mean yeah. you're getting you're getting close to old person stuff.
0: Yeah. What do you start singing the signs as you drive by them? Do you read <laughs> do you read the signs as you drive by them? <laughs> oh, huh. I do
1: read the signs. Yeah. See, but do you no, read, you read them, them out loud? With, yeah, and out loud. do
0: you
2: comment about them out loud? Oh, oh
0: three
1: three-day sale. No. Oh huh. well, no
0: goldman's
1: I I jewelers <laughs> I, yeah huh i think just huh. to sort of like
2: break the silence mm. in the car you know yeah
1: dang because that's a that is a grandpa thing
2: to do
0: it is dude you're getting old hey uh comment below the oldest thing that you do or leave us uh some show notes uh hit us up on our socials as well you can find all that stuff in the show notes i'd love to hear the oldest thing you do and then i'd love to make fun of you <laughs> <laughs> what
2: is what is an old person's fascination with quiet why is that I get like it. i get it why wh- i no, no i i do too but I've I've never valued quiet.
0: Why does Why does my father in law always ask for peace and quiet for his <laughs> birthday and for Christmas? And the kids, the our kids, will do something funny. Usually, like get him earplugs, <laughs> which I think is hysterical. They'll buy him packs quiet! of earplugs. Quiet. And he's just like, all I want is peace and quiet this year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, we're gonna give you some peace and quiet as we take a quick break right my- now. Thanks for joining us here on the weekday today. And if you're interested in anything that we're doing with our global online community here at Bay Hope Church, head over to bayhope.com, type in digital into the search box and join any one of our communities, either on Facebook, on Discord or on any one of our social media platforms. We can't wait to engage with you and hang out with you. And we're back and I'm giving finger guns to the camera. Um, yeah. you Are you a big finger gun guy? That's an old person thing. <laughs> uh, only I just only when I'm talking
2: about like crushing deals or, you know, like something, uh, some sort of shareholders or, oh. you know, something to about the moon. something <laughs> like year over year growth. I'd be like, pew,
0: pew. right. Yeah. Year over year, <laughs> yeah. uh, month over month. Hey, uh-huh. um, we're going to get into a topic today that, as honestly, I hadn't heard a whole lot about it. It's not sweeping a lot of Christendom of popular Christian culture. Yeah. But I think at the same time, well, I think there's two reasons we'll get into that, why I think that is, but okay. but it's something that we need to deal with, and that is the newest documentary dropped on Hulu uh, called Hillsong Secrets, The Secrets of Hillsong. Secrets of Hillsong. The Secrets of Hillsong, kind not of, Hillsong kind of, Exposed. I
2: was going to say, Secrets of Hillsong kind of feels like a fantasy novel. A
0: little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, like Secrets of Earthsea.
2: Yeah. Well, just Secrets of Nim. Remember that? Oh.
0: Yeah. The Secrets of Madagascar. Yeah.
2: That's a very secretive place.
0: It is. Uh, the pirates live there. Um, no, The Secrets of Hillsong is a four-part documentary that dropped on Hulu. If you have Hulu, go and watch it. Hulu. I think you can you can watch it on FX as yeah, well.
2: Yeah, FX. FX was the one who produced it.
0: Yeah, so you, you can probably catch it on FX if you have pff, regular cable. Gross. Um, but The Secrets of Hillsong, it details... Um, really the rise and not necessarily fall, but kind yes. of the backstory of what everything that's been happening at Hillsong. I know there was a documentary called think, Hillsong Exposed yeah. uh, a while ago, a couple of years ago. actually. No, it was
2: last year on Discovery Plus.
0: Yeah. And it, it didn't feel like this. No. It felt, it felt a little weirder mm-hmm. and, and I don't know well, why. A
2: bit more sensationalized, dramatic, melodramatic.
0: Melodramatic. Yeah. yeah very like, almost. Gotcha journalism. Yeah. Is what like, it felt like,
2: um, like reality TV show almost. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But The Secret to Hillsong is a, like I said, four parts. And it goes into some of the Carl Lentz stuff. Uh, if you heard everything that happened back in October of 2020 and before then, really, Carl uh, Lentz was the pastor of Hillsong NYC. Ended up uh, resigning and getting fired, whatever you want to call it, his position because of extramarital affairs and a whole lot of impropriety there. And then it actually dives even deeper into a lot of the stuff that has been happening with Hillsong on the whole. Yeah. With Brian Houston and his dad, Frank, and there's... Um, allegations of pedophilia from his dad frank not from brian from frank there's allegations of financial mismanagement from brian and the entire thing um leadership of hillsong the leadership covering it up and kind of
2: manipulation of all the congregants yeah
0: oh yeah there's a there's a gigantic thing there and i guess we wanted to do two things with this episode number one we wanted to respond to that but number two we wanted to give a couple of uh shout outs and also a couple of like warnings that i guess we're feeling in yeah. our heart uh shout outs being the good stuff and then the warnings being the bad stuff but first so first and foremost can you kind of summarize yeah. everything that you saw i've only watched up to halfway uh oh, like three quarters of the way through episode yeah. three i haven't gotten all the way through episode four yet and i gotta tell you even before that even before we start like it's heavy stuff yeah there's a like episode three kind of dives into some of the pedophilia stuff before right. that it's carl lens and his affairs and like that's okay to get through. Like, he says some stuff. There's some things there. It's like, okay, he, they kind of portray him to be the victim, but also he's, like, the perpetrator. And there's a weird kind of back and forth, p- forth push and pull. Like, you feel almost a little sorry for him afterwards. Yeah. And and that's that's good journalism on their part. Like that's they're doing their job. Also, I'm never going to feel sorry for anybody that cheats on his wife. Ever right. sorry. Like oh, that's a real yeah. It, there's like a, there's a catch twenty two situation. Forgiveness is available, but it'll well, mean a couple I things to, can
2: be true at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which and is going to
0: be the should be the title of this episode. Exactly. You know? That's a, that's a theme for this. Yeah. But go ahead and kind of uh, break it down for us.
2: Well, I'll just I'll sort of chronicle how I came to it.
0: Um, Please, because this. let new like within the last two weeks.
2: Yeah. So. Um, a, I knew it was coming out. I didn't know a whole lot about Hillsong. And so obviously, if if anybody doesn't know kind of what we're talking about, Hillsong is a gigantic church out of Sydney, Australia. And really, for Americans mostly, the, the most – available accessible door into who Hillsong is, is through their music,
0: which is why it hits us. Right. So, right.
2: Much. Yeah. I mean, we have followed Hillsong music, uh, Hillsong United, which is their student worship Hillsong, young and free, which became their student worship. I mean that we've, have played a lot of their songs. Oh, praise the name. What a beautiful name. Um, cornerstone. I mm. mean like time and time again, a lot of Hillsong songs. Um, and, uh, for years, and um, so anyways, I, I had known a little bit about some of the impropriety going on at Hillsong. Oh, anyways, this is a gigantic megachurch as well. They claim to have, you know, some like dozens of campuses all around the world, over 150,000 people going. Which is crazy. Yeah, uh, uh, to all the campuses and stuff. Uh, Brian Houston is the, was, was the global pastor of everything. Uh, they planted a campus in New York City um, and Carl Lentz, who was supposed to be like Brian Houston's, next in line and essentially his yeah his protege um was the pastor in new york
0: and before i go anywhere yeah. nyc was their first uh north american campus correct i don't know mexico they didn't have mexico city at the time
2: no they might have had la um just because that is closer to the but i do know i mean hillsong new york city became so popular and they they planted some other like in some other cities up there in the Northeast, but it's essentially because New York was so strong in a sense of like amount of attendees, and because Carl Lentz was such like an attractive figure, um, no pun intended, uh, he it sort of became like Hillsong Northeast, and they sort of like you know lumped them all together. Yeah. So he was head of the northeast branch of Hillsong, which encompasses some amount of campuses. Um, so anyways, I, I had known and i known about the Carl Lentz stuff, all that. And, and so I knew this documentary was coming out. I knew Carl Lentz was going to be in it, um, sort of detailing the whole story. And he's been saying, you know, all the right things. I don't know what this is going to be about. I had no control, yada, 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 whatever. Wasn't really looking forward to... Watching it necessarily. Kristen, my wife, who you know, mm. uh, she just turned it on. And she ended up, we found out later, she turned on the second episode first. It's the
0: most Kristen move ever. And I just, I was like, She was just like, let it ride.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she, Let's go. She's like, I don't know. I just played it. You know, it looked interesting. And so, it, from a documentary perspective, I was like, this is so weird. Like, they're just starting into this. Like, I'm like, everyone's supposed to know about the Carl Lentz thing, but whatever. Come to find out, second episode. Uh, the first episode sort of details, you know, a little more, o- some overview, goes into the Carl Lent stuff, and then from that point on, dives deep into sort of Hillsong's improprieties as a whole, as mm. an organization. What's really cool about this documentary is that these documentarian the document the documentarian is an actual like legit director. Right. She wanted to approach this with as much care and nuance as possible, which I appreciate because it's very easy for culture to bash on the church. Um they weren't doing that. They were literally just presenting things that have been found out because what happened was
0: hold on i want to stop you there there were a couple times where they weren't necessarily bashing the church but it was definitely like there would there would be a statement like and this is how they dealt with all kids or whatever and then they would flash up a picture of it says jesus saves or whatever and it was like this this weird sort of like they're not outright saying it but also one of my main criticisms is like you don't necessarily need to paint the church in a, in a good light because Hillsong's been been doing bad stuff. Yeah. But also, like, you're equating the global church now with yeah some of this stuff.
2: I I guess I guess it could have been much worse, in my opinion. I,
0: I agree with that. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and maybe I was expecting a lot worse. Sure. So like the um, Hillsong exposed or whatever. Yes. Because that and, was much worse. And they actually did. I mean, this is we're getting inside baseball with this a little bit, but they're they are they brought in voices of people who are within the church and for the church who might have, have, have like raised red flags about this mega church complex and stuff who I trust. So like Mike Cosper and Kristen Kobez Dumez or, Kobe or whatever. Got 18
0: last names.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, but like, I appreciate that, that they didn't just, they weren't just bringing in people who are like atheists and like hammering, you know, about how horrible That's the church true. is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Oh, Shit, I can't remember what, Sorry, where I, was. I cut you off there. Yeah. You were in
0: episode. You were in episode two. Flow. You went into episode three. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. So it basically plays out the way that these two investigative journalists from Vanity Fair um, ended up finding out about this. So they started digging into the Carl Lent stuff and being like, "What the heck happened here?" And then from that crack, they were able to like open up open wide this like very um united front against like hillsong and hillsong as an entity in an empire
0: With multiple journalists from yeah different publications right,
2: right yeah and, and get connections to people in austria and all that kind of stuff and really like be able to blow this thing wide open essentially um and so from that perspective it was like a very cool investigative report about this yeah um i think that they had no they had Uh, there was every reason they could have made Carl Lentz to be a terrible person and, and they don't paint him um, in super like pastel colors. I mean like there's still a ton of rough edges around who he is as a human um, and what he has done, what he has perpetrated in the past. But like towards the end of it, I was like, wow, you know, like in some ways he was truly a victim Of this whole thing Now granted Again Multiple things can be true At once The megachurch complex Can be something That manipulates people And abuses power And money And all that kind of stuff Uh, And Carl Lentz Still did Some like pretty terrible things And let thousands of people down uh, So much so that Like there's a ton of people Who won't even step foot In a church anymore Because of what he did However, on the backside, like, he then, he was, when he fell, essentially, um, the church not only kicked him while he was down, but they ran over him and his family um, to make themselves look better in the process rather than care about him and his family. And, like, they say in the documentary, it's not spoiling anything, but, like, one of their daughters... When this happened, actually tried to commit suicide because of the external pressure put on them by media and their whole community and stuff. Um, and I mean, it's just that's horrible, you know. Like that, there was no care given to them at all.
0: Well, and um, then and then Laura Carl's wife yeah. texted Bobby, right. who's the the wife of Brian, Brian Houston, Nizu. and yeah. said like Hey, could you help us out as a family? And she could you said,
2: spare could you spare details? Right.
0: Yeah. And, and essentially, instead, essentially, they just she said. I'll send this to the people making decisions and then no decision was and ever made.
2: And she's a lead pastor.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> She's church. essentially the second in yeah. command.
2: Um, so I I kind of just... and So anyways, this is sort of like the last sort of intro to this and then we can sort of talk about some of these threads that we're pulling out here. When it gets to the very end of the documentary, uh, they interview... In the fourth episode, they come back to Carl and Laura, who's Carl's wife, and they're still together. Their family's still together. Um, and Carl... I mean, honestly, like... He did a lot of things to try and um pay for what he did to not he can't he can't control what he does for other people but to his family he it really does feel
0: it, even it feels like contrition.
2: It feels yes a li- more genuine than I have seen some of these people do.
0: Right. Uh Oh yeah.
2: And the documentary had did not need to paint him in a good light no. to make this story uh relevant and um attractive essentially um but it's kind of felt a little endearing Uh, but anyways his his wife said something at the end um and she said something to the effect of now that i haven't you know i'm not involved in church leadership i'm not involved in like some sort of church entity outside of like they sort of attend a church in sarasota which is where they're living um or they were at the time um she said something effective like you know now i can see that the church can be like really manipulative and you know i see some big problems in the church and it made me think do you how how are you just seeing this now
0: yeah you know like what I, i get where you're coming from on that yeah
2: what i i mean i'm not gonna say that like i can i can see these things or whatever, you know, but there's, there was this, cause I texted you and Melissa and I said, I watched this documentary and Melissa, I told, I told both you and Melissa that you guys need to watch it. And Melissa said, well, like, I don't want to, I just feel like it's going to be super cynical. And I said, it's not cynical. It's validating. And she said, what does that mean? And I said, it confirms the things that I feel because when I see something that is icky more oftentimes than not, we as Christians do these spiritual emotional and mental gymnastics to try and talk ourselves out of the things that we know are true we feel are true when i looked at things going on when i look at things going on with pastors who care more about their image than what they're saying and like they want to be perceived as someone who like can speak with authority all that kind of stuff when i i can feel that You know, I was never a fan of Carl Lentz and I still am not. Um, I was never a fan of or really appreciated some of these other pastors who have like fallen from grace. And every time it happens, it's like, yeah, that makes 100% sense. And they go on to talk about some of the financial improprieties of Hillsong. It's like, yeah, what? And it's like, oh, and they spent $150,000 on the church's dime to go to this vacation. It's like, of course they did you know oh they they failed to report 80 million dollars in revenue one year or whatever of giving mhm yeah absolutely because that's exactly what it looks like on the outside you know and we try so so hard it's like oh look at how much they're growing look at how much music they're producing look at how many lives they're affecting it's like well
0: again holding two things in the in Exactly. Yeah, we can hold two things true at the mm-hmm. same time.
2: And I just uh, there's got to be a way to where like we can have these two things not correlate to each other, you know, Mm. like how do you grow a church? Is it possible to grow a church without cutting corners? Mm. Is it possible to grow a church without being involved in something sketchy, shady or whatever, you know, like does every, does it take every single, I mean, in every time, how many times does Jesus warn us that like when you seek after power, Like, those who try to gain the world, essentially, will lose everything. And it happens every single (laughs) freaking time.
0: That's the, you can't serve two masters at the same time. You can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and money. You can't serve God and power. You can't serve God and politics.
2: Like, it is so fascinating to me. And now listening to Brian Houston talk about all this stuff, I mean, what's crazy to me is this documentary released. And next week, he is supposed to be... uh, the verdict is supposed to come out. Oh yeah. Uh, and like, he, oh, on purpose. he could be sentenced for five years yep. in prison. Yep. And then that's not, they're not even trying him for the financial, the uh, basically essentially stole from the church without reporting it, you know, tax evading essentially. Yep. Um, it just, and then I, I was talking with Whitney about this beforehand, but I was like, to me as a worship leader i've been a worship leader for a while now let's just call it 15 years it's probably been more than that but about 15 years and i've been playing hillsong music a lot of that time yeah. you know and as some some weekends not so much recently but in the past more songs than not are hillsong songs um and like so in my head i'm thinking oh wow it's just this giant stalwart of worship music and they've been around forever they haven't Hillsong has essentially been at the top of the game for my entire like 15 years Mm -hmm. of being in sort of professional ministry and look at how quick it goes away, you know, like they're at the peak and then they're gone. It's gone. The whole thing is dismantled and has left a trail of bodies in its wake. You know, um,
0: (laughs) I knew a guy who got, you know, that song, um, what is it? 10 billion reasons.
2: Um, 10, that well, there's 10,000 reasons. And then there's so will I, so will I, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, a guy at a church that I helped lead worship at in Atlanta for a little bit while I was doing the gym, he got a, so will I tattoo on his arm. Cause he's like, man, this song has affected me so much. Like, that's great, man. Yeah. Also maybe don't put, put on your body, uh, an image from a Hillsong album. <laughs> like he put the, he put literally the album cover on yeah. his arm. Like, okay, cool. Good. Well, and, what a, like and, what a, a,
2: and what's in the documentary, they don't, dive into the music portion of it very much
0: they touch it with the merest of like Uh hey this is how we got the church to grow yeah like that was it and
2: like i don't know if that's on purpose or if that's because there wasn't a whole lot there or whatever Or
0: maybe they're prepping part two
2: who knows i do know being in that world a tiny bit um like you know not everything is as straight up and down as you'd
0: think it is Justin let's turn to you uh we've got a couple of minutes before we need to before we need to start actually turning a corner here uh what were your thoughts and feelings and everything coming out of watching this i mean you watched all four parts right
1: no i haven't watched all four parts i've, okay. I've seen the first episode okay all right. um, so, well how do you how do you feel after
0: watching even that one
1: yeah so the thing is i specific i specifically avoid watching stuff like this yeah um, just because you avoid I, watching
0: most things, let's be honest,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but even more so, <laughs> stuff like this, it's just because I know going into it, I'm going to finish it and finish like finish each episode, not feeling good. Yep. You know, yep. like I'm, I'm gonna like finish it and just not be in a great mood. Um, and yeah, so what, I kind of am annoyed at right now is the fact that after watching the first, I was planning on watching the first episode for this podcast and then leaving it that, um, just so I can get a little bit of context. Um, what I'm annoyed at is the fact that, um, I'm probably going to end up watching (laughs) the rest of it now. Yeah. Um, just because, I mean, it's, it is it's it's really well done and I mean it's it is. done in that way to where
0: it's annoyingly well done.
1: Yeah, I well I mean it's and yeah it's it's done in that way to where it's like you're you're it's hard to stop in the middle of it. Yep. Um where you just kind of have to, you know, find out okay like what what are the, what's the next part? What's what's the details in the next part and stuff like that. I don't like that. I don't like getting into drama and stuff like that. Um, but I'm also aware at how, um, just we as humans kind of want in a way not want to be a part of the drama, but want to be aware of it. Yep. Um, yeah. even if we don't necessarily need to, um, yeah, so I'm probably going to end up watching more of it. Um, it, I, I, so again, this is from the perspective of watching just the first episode, um, And, you know, with it being done, I mean, this is, you know, of course, investigative journalism. It's not um, like a Christian, you know, produced thing, uh, which becomes very apparent while watching it, um, especially because of some of the things that you, Andy, said. Um, But what what I really, really don't like is the fact that I know that people are going to watch this who are either on the edge of. Um, not, uh, you know, like they, they, they're aware of like Christianity and, um, they might have even grown up Christian and then kind of fell away from the church a little bit. Um, and a lot of people are going to be like kind of confused about certain things, but the thing is like, even those fringe people are probably aware of Hillsong. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so when something like this comes out, um, a lot of them might be drawn to it might want to, you know, watch this. And the documentary itself doesn't give a again from the first episode. It doesn't give a um, kind of like an end game for those people other than, um, yeah, like, you know, this is a big church um, that, um, you know, made very bad decisions, um, especially the leadership made bad decisions. um, And then that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Like they don't. Um, I was, so I was also talking with Austin about a little bit about like the, the rest of it, the parts that I hadn't seen. And, um, he was saying that according to him, like the last episode was talking, it was talking about people that, um, most of them, not all of them, but most of them, uh, kind of fell away from Christianity at the end and, um, they don't really have anything to do with it, which is. Really sad, and I think also a lot of people are going to see that and kind of feel the same way, which is very depressing. Because it from that front, it could have been done a lot better. I know it's great that I mean, at least it was. You know, it's people can watch it and say like, "Oh yeah, it's not coming from an inside source." Right. Someone who's Christian, but it's also you can't say that it's unbiased either way because there's no. No such thing as unbiased journalism. Um, So either way, if it's coming from a Christian source or if it's coming from a secular source, it's still going to be biased. This one is coming from a non-Christian source.
2: Well, I think in some ways, sure, I hear all that, um, but there's no this stuff has happened regardless. Yeah. Um, And so most of the time, the people who are offended, not offended in like a. Oh, I got my feelings hurt. the The victims of this like terrible church leadership or whatever, their stories are never heard, yeah. and so it at least gives voice to like some really terrible things that have happened. And for us as like inside church people, not only does it warn us away from potentially like catastrophic things for us in our flock, you know, um, it also like gives us a place to start from again. Like the truth, it is the truth of what has happened. And there are parts where they interview these people and it's like a little heavy-handed. But not as much as it probably could be. Um, And yes, like it does think, Justin, that that might happen to some people. Um, But if they resonate with what has happened in this Hillsong documentary, then it is our chance, then we have an opportunity and a chance as people who work in the church to be able to reach out to them it is compelling in that sense that like it is now even more my job to show them that this is not what church is supposed Mm -hmm. to be that it can be something it can literally be the kingdom of heaven on earth not a place of hell on earth
1: i will just say that um yeah I, i completely agree with you but also for some of those people, because after watching the documentary, it might be that much more harder for them for a church to actually reach out to them because they're be more inclined to avoid sure, it.
2: That's possible, but at the end of the day, we don't we aren't the ones who change hearts to begin with. Yeah, that's um, true. That is a hundred percent true. And I mean we can we can we can do some damage mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Welcome to humanity, yeah. right? And and you know I Welcome think to
0: humans trying to control a holy entity yeah. called the church.
2: I watched I watched an interview with the woman who is the documentarian on this, and and maybe I, this is why I feel a little differently about it, Justin. Too is like she was as forthright because I think it was through to Variety magazine. She gave this, or maybe it was Vanity Fair. Even she gave this interview and she said she wanted to be as fair and as she possibly could to these people uh, and to the situation and uh you know at the end of every episode they say that like we tried to reach brian houston and he won't talk to us um you know we tried to do these things it's sort of like it is at for a religious documentary it is the most fair i've seen now great maybe it's just because i've seen some really terrible ones I too I've, yeah I, I,
1: yeah i mean definitely from the first episode um i i do agree with that That it, i i did expect it to be worse on that front yeah um it was i feel like they did they could have done a lot worse job than they did as far as um the bias you know what Mm -hmm. i mean um i i feel like it's impossible to get rid of all of it but um considering considering it's not coming from a christian source yeah um they did a they did a a a much better job than they did a documentary yeah Yeah. they didn't do a puff piece or a slam piece
0: um we do need to wrap up the episode i think we could go on and on and on actually about how the things we could take from this and so maybe we talk about possibly doing a part two i don't know okay um can i say just one last thing absolutely
2: i think that um the thing that one of the one of the biggest things that i walked away from even though jesus and we talked about this this morning even though jesus said go and make disciples Mm. Uh Jesus never said go out and try to gain power and amass a following. Jesus never said go out and build an institution that the world won't be able to, you know, like deny or whatever. Jesus never said any of that stuff. He said, go and feed my sheep. Hmm. To to Peter, who is essentially the beginning of the church, essentially. Um And in the very, 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 very beginning in Genesis, the first commandment God gives to Adam and Eve are essentially like, let's work together to steward this creation as best as we can. Um, Is that sometimes like growing a church? You know, yes, absolutely. Uh, But I also like something that I talked with Sean Kern about a long time was that we... Who's Sean Kern? Sean Kern, he's one of my friends. He's a worship oh, leader. Okay, um, but we were talking. I was in a trying week... to set you up. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, and but he said something in the effect of like, weeds grow just as fast, if not faster, than things that produce good fruit. Mm. Um, and I think that we can sometimes confuse um, weeds for flowers or weeds for like good fruit. Um, and I just I I appreciate the warning and the reminder of that so
0: i appreciate all that you guys said uh i'm just answering an email there sorry about that uh we do need to wrap up because we have a hard stop here um we, I'll put links to if you want to di- dive into this. Uh, I'm not going to put links to the terrible documentary on Discovery Plus. I no, don't do that. We need to do a whole episode on why Discovery is the worst thing that's happened to <laughs> streaming media ever. <laughs> um, but we can we can tackle that another yeah, day. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you as well if you've watched it and you have follow up questions. Um, we we know we're not alone in this, and BayHope BayHope actually actively takes steps to avoid
2: as much as we can as
0: much of the tropes of mega church life cuz technically Bayhope is a mega church we're not hillsong mega church not right. even by a long shot but but we we do our best to avoid the things there we have accountability we have all that but if you see things that like you have questions about ask like we would love to answer any question that you have uh we are trying to be as open and transparent as possible always in this church uh from every end so there are a million different ways to reach us again in all of our show notes you can comment you can hit us on our dms all those things but until next time for justin over there for mike right there i'm andy we will see you next time goodbye <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the weekday here at Bay Hope Church. And if you are watching this on YouTube, do us a quick favor and like and subscribe. I know you hear this all the time, but it really does help everything that we're doing here on our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, do us a quick favor and follow us on Spotify and leave an awesome review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.